Relax. <laughs> Breathe in. <sighs> Breathe out. Take deep breaths. Relax. Count to ten. Stay tuned for the Making Love Better podcast today, where we will be discussing how to protect your marriage in the midst of COVID-19. Welcome to Making Love Better. I am Marvin Stevenson, here with Dr. Lyra Stevenson, which happens to be my lovely wife. She is a certified sex therapist and a licensed professional counselor who specializes in helping couples and individuals have better relationships, better marriages, and better sex. Hello, everyone. Literally, take a deep breath. And literally, relax. Because we're going to be okay. And we're going to get through this. Together. Together. One of the things is make the main thing the The main main thing. thing. So aim the COVID-19 pandemic. Unless you've been living under the rock for the past month, you recognize what's going on in our world. Yes, yes. So with that being said, how do we deal with being quarantined for 24-7. Ouch. <laughs> it could be an ouch or it could be a hooray. That's true. Depends on what side of the fence you're on as it relates to your marriage, as it relates to your family at large. Yeah, this is the perfect opportunity to get the whole family together and do some serious inward and deep talking and conversations. For sure. But for us today, we're going to narrow in on the nucleus of the family, be it you and your spouse, um, and talk about how you all can avoid letting COVID-19 spread indirectly into your marriage to the degree where it will impact it negatively. But we want to encourage you how to use the coronavirus and a way to impact your marriage positively. So, therefore, it can bring about a positive change in your family. First of all, let's get rid of this word, fear. Yes. <laughs> fear has to go. Yes. And one of the ways that we allow fear to, one of the ways that we eradicate fear as it relates to believers is that we realize that our trust is in the Lord, certainly much greater than we are, but certainly in a sense that, you know, putting our trust on something, on someone that's much greater than we are, helps us to realize that there's nothing that we are experiencing that has escaped our Heavenly Father's eye. Fact about it, he knew this day was going to come before the foundations of the earth were created, before he even drafted us, created us in his image, he knew March 2020, we would be right where we are. And with that in mind, he deposited everything we needed in order to get through and to grow through this season. And you might be saying, well, Marvin and Lila, that's easy for you all to say because um, maybe you all are not in the situation that I'm in. I'm in a situation where the fear of the unknown is bringing about anxiety Mm. in my relationship, in my marriage, and in my home. 
Yeah, and we realize that is indeed a real thing. In fact, about it, we ourselves are challenged with with dealing with and managing the anxiety. So we want to encourage you with a few tips, things that we've you know, we continually have to apply ourselves in order to navigate through this unknown territory, certainly unknown territory for us individually, collectively, and unknown territory as it relates to our government and the world at large. So one of the things, um, as my husband suggested, is eradicating getting getting rid of fear Mm -hmm. in order to move fear out of the way, we have to be able to embrace the truth that God is indeed our very present help in the times of trouble. And once you root out fear, then you have to bring in, you have to prioritize um, your life, meaning that um, what are some of the main essentials? Food, shelter, is number one, and um, of course sanitation as well. But you have to prioritize um, those things so that you won't allow them to overwhelm you. Yeah. So as you begin to narrow in, certainly it can help to put the main thing, make the main thing the main thing, and putting your focus on the essentials, um, which can help to eradicate fear. So also, as you put your focus on the essentials such as making sure that you have these centrals in the physical sense, foods, shelter, and clothing, but also in the sense of emotional wellness, making sure that you have a healthy perspective about what's taking place, Mm. realizing that whatever is going on will not overtake you, and you don't want the situation on the outside as it relates to the coronavirus to overtake your marriage. And what we mean by that is your marriage involves a lot more than what's going on the outside as it relates to the coronavirus. So... Trying to get a handle of that looks like for us is, yes, we will spend a few minutes a day catching up on news to see what's going on, but we cannot saturate our entire existence, our entire focus on the coronavirus, that you take in small dosage of what's happening as it relates to in the world, but choosing to spend a small amount of time Uh, researching the small amount of time, discussing it, but yet also choosing to utilize chunks of time as far as it relates to responding, strategizing, and planning your lives away from that of what's going on in in a sense of coronavirus, meaning that you still have a relationship that you Mm -hmm. are attending to. You still have other responsibilities that you're needing to respond to. So making sure, again, that you have a healthy perspective and recognize, hey, that the coronavirus is not the entirety of your marriage and realizing that this too is going to pass. But focus on your family and what's really dear to you, your spouse. Yeah, for sure. And, and as you suggest, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's more of one where you're going to have to lean more on your faith and making a conscious decision and reminding yourself that you're not in this thing alone 
and that while you have the time, you're going to utilize the time, not in a state of being worried, but one where you can make deeper connection, uh, first and most importantly, with God and then that of your spouse and then also um, simultaneously in some ways with your children. So it's just like cooking. Try to put those two things on the back burner and put your relationship with your children and your spouse on the front burner and getting through this and surviving. Yeah, because again, you can also, again, looking at it from another, just altering your perspective, that this is time valuable. This is time that you can deem valuable, time you will never get again, um, where you can actually choose to utilize this time to upgrade your marriage upgrade your emotional connectivity mm, upgrade i like that word yeah upgrade your the way that you're connecting sexually and then of course to the way that you're engaging with your children as well so let's focus in uh a zoom in on more so of what your what state your marriage was in before the virus hit and what state is your marriage in during the virus and what you want your marriage to be like coming out of the virus. Good point, because this is another, depending on what state your marriage was in prior to um, prior to the virus, mm, yeah. pre-COVID-19, it certainly could have an impact on how and what's going on as it relates to your response. So say hypothetically, hey, is everything moving along all groovy and nice, warm and fuzzy between you and your spouse? pre-coronavirus, yes, you pretty much can probably keep the pace, ideally, mm-hmm. you know, without it becoming overwhelming, because in most cases, I'm assume, we're assuming that you've established a, a partnership, a friendship, and this is just another thing by way of responding to it, and you guys can be there to comfort each other, to reassure each other, maybe not at the same time, but alternately, you know, you're, you're assuring one another that you're going to get through this. You can make it. Here are the plans. Here are the strategy. But just say hypothetically that you weren't in a good place. Mm, mm. So it can be a little more challenging, but not impossible. But not impossible. You are so right. That you still can uh, refocus, regroup, and to make an adult decision to show up as an adult, to partner together, and to use this time of trial adversity to show up in a way that could add to the quality of your marriage. Because um, let's say your marriage was not in such a good place, but guess what? By you being, quote-unquote, quarantined for 24 7 then that gives you a more opportunity to be around each other. Yes. Yeah, so, you, again, you may look at that as a positive, but it may be a negative. You're not in a good place. So here is where adulthood comes into place. Mm, you know, this yeah. generation has an ideal of adulting. So this is where adulting comes into play even in a much bigger way in that if you and your spouse were not getting along, you may have had some tension about finances, may have some tension about a number of things. Children may have had tension about job. Could be any of those situations, but now you're having to spend a large chunk of your time in the same house, same space. We want to encourage you again to make good use of this time still yet together. Make a decision to Put your big girls' panties on, your big boys' drawers, underwear, if you will, and show up as an adult 
and practice civility. This is first basis. Be kind to one Be another. kind and respect each other. And respect each other. This is first basis, Those are, right? that's, yeah, yeah, that's basic stuff. Basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Show up as an adult, and although you may not have all the kinks ironed out of your relationship, i.e. no one does, but you're choosing to respect one another and to partner together and remind each other in the spirit of civility that you're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And we still have to go back to that word we always use, empathy. 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 Be there for one another in a way that even if it's uncomfortable, encouraging you to do it, even if your spouse may not reciprocate. Yeah. Empathize and show respect when the other person is expression expressing their feelings. Allow them to... Finish their comment yeah. before you even jump in and or, uh, don't let it be to try to out talk each other. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing, too, is just say hypothetically you and your mate are in a good good space. Again, we encourage you to continue to build up on this time in a way that can benefit your marriage. And want to encourage you, going back to the point we made earlier, just being in balance. And being in balance also meaning that you're giving yourselves permission to enjoy the pleasures of life yet still. And make up in your mind that our marriage is going to be better after the quarantine. Exactly. So in being part of better again, still enjoying what's in the present. Because the truth of the matter of it is, God is still with us, right? He is. And the Bible reminds us in Psalms 27 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm. Now, if... If you have extracted joy out of your life, you're probably going to feel overwhelmed. Or if joy has been extracted out of your life, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel depressed and defeated, which, again, speaks of the need to still enjoy the pleasures of life, making sure that you still are laughing together. Hey, find some sort of comedy to Mm -hmm. watch. Spend some time watching sitcoms, even if you have to pull way back to the San Francisco days. Mm -hmm. Find something enjoyable that you can spend time tasting and experiencing it together. And then this is another way you can remain in balance, too. Take your focus off yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I do want to add one more thing that when you all are trying to resolve this or even if your marriage was in a good place, guess what? Your children are watching. Yes. And they are taking mental notes mm-hmm. on how you act and interact with each other. Right. During this time. During this time. Because kids, again, they may not be able to grasp the totality. Not, and we can't even do this either as to what's going on. But, but they, they can pick up on friction. Yes. They can pick up on friction. And they can pick up on the anxiety. They know, again, what's happening to some degree. And they are. They're taking lessons from how you respond in this crisis. So, again, showing too, you want to be careful to let children know and for you yourselves to know that even in this moment, you can be in balance, taking the focus off of yourself and praying about what matters and praying for others. Mm-hmm. Pray about your family, pray about your marriage, but also looking outside of your four walls and praying together about those individuals who are directly impacted by way of the victims, Mm. their families, and the first responders in this situation, be it doctors, be it nurses, be it therapists, be it whomever it may be. And also, 
Um, take out uh, some time for yourself. Yes. Set aside, uh, either get up earlier yeah. or stay late or go sit outside on the back yes. porch or the front. But just take some time for yourself to yes. just um, absorb and to reflect. Yes, and this is time away from your spouse. Away, away from the spouse, away from your family. Yeah, Just your time. And that's so needed because, again, it goes back to the example of when, you were, when you're flying and you go through these emergency procedures and they inform you as to how to respond in a time of a crisis, you know, in a time of threat. And when the oxygen max come down, mm-hmm. you're in Courage to put the mask on yourself first. Yeah. And that's because there's no way that you can help others give quality help without appropriately being, without appropriately having enough oxygen in your system first. That's that's a good that's that's a good scenario you use because when you get on the plane, they they go through all these emergency procedures mm-hmm. that you need to take. Okay, look back, see where your exit doors For are. Sure. And if something was to happen that your seat is a flotation device. Right. So they go through all of this before something can happen. So when it does happen, mm-hmm. you will be um aware of what's going on and where what type of uh, equipment do you need to use mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. And as it relates to in this case, as it relates to this case, set some emergency procedures in place, mm-hmm. meaning that, okay, if this uh, conversation escalate too much, let's stop. Let's look for the exit signs. Mm-hmm. Or if this uh, conversation or everything crashes, look for your flotation device mm-hmm. and let's just float. Yeah. At ease. And those are things that are needed in, in a time of crisis. Because here again, we all are going, we all are being stressed and being pushed to certain limits and certain challenges. So it's good to have an emergency response, such as that of flying. So when you are spending time apart from your spouse, it's a good time to reflect on how are you responding? What are your triggers? And also to, again, the time away from one another, give you time to reset give you time to refocus and give you time to reflect and also be able to hear from God, allowing him to refresh you. So like I said in the top of the uh, broadcast, breathe. Don't panic. Don't panic. Breathe in, breathe out, and try not panic. And remembering while you're breathing that you are going to get through this. We are going to get through this because this too will pass. And see yourself at the end. See yourself in the yeah. future. See your yeah. see where you want your marriage to be yeah. coming out of this quarantine. Yeah, that you want to come out better and stronger and a lot more connected. Hey, you trying to lose Dr. Love Better slogan? <laughs> Don't just love, but love better? I love better. <laughs> I'm Marvin. And I'm Dr. Lila. Don't panic. Hang in there. Bye-bye for now. If this episode of Making Love Better has been a blessing, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us in our efforts of making marriages better and better by sharing this podcast with your family and friends. And remember to visit us on our website at wholesomeintimacy.com.